Today is Sunday, and it's Chamisha B'Yav, it's Hayav. Hayav is the architect of the Arizal. The, the, the Velt Rufta Mon, he's called in the world Arizal Achai, the living Arizal. That's what he's called. Now, what's meant Achai? What is the meaning of the word he's alive? So I, I think the simple translation of Hachai is that since the Arizal has a connection to Pneumius HaTayra, to the Neshama of Tayra, and the Neshama of Tayra is really it's a, it's a spiritual Tayra, it's, it's a dimension of the Tayra which is, as Chassidus explained it, above the fray of Kedusha and Klip, above the struggle of good and evil, it's pure light. In the classic language, it's called Eitz HaChayim, Ilona Dechaye. As, as opposed to Eitz HaDas, Ilona Dechaye. You, you've heard the jargon if you've been around. And on the Madrega of Pnimi Yisatayra, on the Madrega of Eitz HaChayim, there's no Misa, there's no death. Death is, uh, is in this world. And the beginning of this world is all the way in Atzilis, on the Madrega of Eitz HaDas, Ilona Dechaye. But the Madrega of Eitz HaChayim, Ilona the Chaya, uh, there's only life. And therefore, those, the Rebbe once said it in the Maimah, those Sadiqim, those Nishamas, that have a special connection to Pnimi Yisatayra, it is a different concept of Misa by them. You know, the Rebbe always uses the word Histalkus, as opposed to Misa. And therefore, there's a mystical concept. This is true of all people, all Nishamas, all Nishamas of Sadiqim especially. But it's especially true of those Nishamas, those Sadiqim, the Mishachas, the Pnimi Yisatayra. That's the simplest translation of the words Adizalachai. Uh, but I'll elaborate a little bit more on this. And that is Bahagdama, that the Helika Balshamtiv had a Rebbe, who he used to call Balachai. That's what he called him. The Balshamtiv had a Rebbe. The uh, Balshamtiv makes references to him in letters. And I don't know in what other sources, but the Rebbe writes, the Friedrich Rebbe writes, and the Rebbe quotes it, that uh, his, and, and he calls him Balachai. The name of this personality, as far as I know, is never recorded directly by the Baal Shem Tev. The Baal Shem Tev himself, you don't find any original documents of the Baal Shem Tev which has his name. But the told us, Yankov Yasef, Yankov Yasef Mepolno, who wrote and published one of the earliest Hasidic works. You know, 16, 17 years before the Tanya was printed, the Taldus was published, one of the earliest Svarim, maybe the first. And the Taldus Yaakov Yosef writes in a few places that I heard from my Rebbe that his Rebbe was Achi HaShiloni. That the one who taught Hasidus, the Rebbe Hashem was Achi HaShiloni. And you know the details of this, we've talked about this many times. Achi HaShiloni was the Rebbe of Eliyahu Anavi. He was the teacher of Eliyahu Anavi. And he was the head of the Sanhedrin after David HaMelech. The, the, the Rambam enumerates generations of the Nesiyas. So you have David, you have God, you have Nosna, and then you have Achia. Okay, you have Moshe, you have Yeshua, you have Pinchas, you have Elia Koyin, you have Shmuel, you have David, you have either God or Nosna. If I'm not mistaken, 
I, I'm, I'm not quoting the Rambam correctly, and I'm remiss. It's not right to misquote something. But after David, one of the Nevi'im, either God Hanavi or Nasan Hanavi, was considered the Nasi Ador, and then comes Achi Hashiloini, and after Achi Hashiloini comes Eliyahu Hanavi. But the Rambam writes something very unusual about Achi Hashiloini. Very unusual about Achi Hashiloini. Most unusual. He writes, Miyeitzei Mitzrayim Hoya. Achi Hashiloini left Egypt. Which meant that when he became the Nasi, he was approximately 550 years old. You know, in the Chumash, people living that long is normal. But in ancient times, before the Mabel. But Achi Hashiloini, the Rambam writes, You know, when we say Pinchas Eliyahu, we say it means a Gilgal, it means something mystical. Eliyahu but Novi lived that long from Pinchas, it's not possible. Mipnekam Sibis. Um, but Achia Rambam makes it appear that he physically, biologically lived 550, 600 years. But the Rambam says, He was small in the time of Meisha Rabbeinu. Thank you very much. And the implication, in my view, and I don't think I'm saying something that's very radical, is he doesn't mean he was young in years, although he probably was young in years. He was young in Madrege, in the time of Meisha Rabbeinu, Achia Shiloini was He was a small guy. 500 years later, he was still alive. He was the Nasi Hadar. He was the Malamokim of David HaMelech and the teacher of the Yahweh Novi, Achiyah. And he came to the Baal Shem to teach him the Pneumius HaTorah. In this story, there's letters now published that our Rabbeim considered very authentic that tell the story of how the Baal Shem met Achiyah. And he writes that he learned nine months with him without knowing his name. From approximately Yitus Kislev to approximately Chayel. That's my own interpretation, but you'll read the story, you'll see why I say so. Nine months. The Rebbe once mentioned that the Baal Shem Tev and the Alter Rebbe were born Chayelo, that means they were conceived in Yitzh Kislev. The Rebbe Kebbe once mentioned in Fabrenge. It's printed. So the, 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 he met in Pashas Vayeshev. Vayeshev was Yitzh Kislev time. There was a big snow, as I state. And it was an Elo. He asked him, Achia Shalani asked the Baal Shem Tev, do you know who I am? And I'm assuming this was around Chayelo. Because we know that the Baal Shem Tev met his Rebbe Chayelo. And in this story, he met him in the snowy winter. There's no snow, Chayelo, even in Russia. But according to this detail, that he didn't know who he was for nine months, perhaps the ten years don't begin when he met him. The ten years began when he discovered who he was. But Achia Shiloini asked the Bashemtiv, Do you know who I am? And again, in the letter which the Bashemtiv himself wrote, which is now published, it doesn't say any names. It just says, I was walking with my teacher back to town. We came to the gates of the city. And he asked me, Do you know who I am? So I said, I don't know. So, so the, the Baal Shem he told me his name and I fell on the floor. I said the Baal Shem I collapsed. From Eimo Bapachat, from awe and fear, and at the same time from the incredible schus. The Baal Shem was learning with Achia Hashilani, who was the eighth from Meisha Rabbeinu. The eighth from Meisha Rabbeinu. So of course there's a letter from the Rebbe, which is an answer to somebody, I'm really getting off on a tangent, where this person proposed, this is the Indian that you see the Hasidus is higher than Kabbalah. Because Kabbalah, we have from the Yohan Navi. In Hasidus, it's from Eliyahu Novi's Rebbe, from Achiyah Shilani. Ariza learned Tehidu with Eliyahu Novi. And the Vashemtiv learned Tehidu with Achiyah Shilani. Additionally, it's known that Ariza learned from Eliyahu Novi for seven years. And the Vashemtiv learned from Achiyah Shilani for ten years. And these numbers are very significant. They're very, very meaningful. But anyway, now that we digressed, Nachsalinyaneinu, the Vashemtiv used to call his Rebbe Baal Hachai. Just like people called Ariza, Ariza Lachai. So the Rebbe explained in a sicha, if I'm not mistaken, Shabbos Pashas Pinchas Tav Yud, everything is printed. The reason he called them Balachai, because this means Chaya Yechida. That's what it means. 
Chai doesn't mean alive. It means that too. <laughs> but it means Chai Yechid. In other words, in which Madrege could there be Hepechachayim? And what levels is there even a possibility for the opposite of life? On the lower levels of the Neshama. A Yid who's Metzius is Chai, is a Chai Lenetzach. He lives forever because it's a Madrege of Neshama which is above the idea of life. It's above the idea of the goof. And the same is true, the Arizal is called in the Welt Arizal Achai. And today says Yartzeit. For those who are walking in late, today is the Yartzeit of the Arizal. Hey, Menachemov. So, Dreb many, many times spoke about it and kocht in it. And the explanation is simple. I'll give you a simple insight. And that is the following. I'm going to give you a little philosophy, not a lot of philosophy, a little philosophy. So you won't, I hope you won't get lost. Is a body a good thing or a bad thing? A goof. Is a body a good thing or a bad thing? And of course, the correct answer to that question is it's a necessary thing. You can't, you can't live anywhere, especially in the physical realm, without a goof. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? It's both. On the one hand, because of the goof, you live physically. On the other hand, because of the goof, you have all the limitations of the body. And on top of the limitations of the body, you have of ailment, sickness. And it says in Hasidus, when the body is sick, the neshama suffers. Because the neshama needs the body for its physical expression. And the most painful thing for the neshama is to be outside Ganadin and be inhibited, be restricted, be incarcerated, be in a prison. And uh, therefore, the goof has an adverse effect on the neshama. So the neshama is a necessary thing. I saw us. there's a yid named Itcha Golden passed away in 1970 or 71, so I don't remember him. He was Meshamesh, the Friedrich Rebbe. He was serving the Friedrich Rebbe in the very beginning of the Friedrich Rebbe's Nesias. The Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe became Rebbe, and shortly thereafter became terribly, terribly ill. So ill that it was Mamish of heart. It was on hair if he would survive. And the Ragachava then wrote a letter, and he paskined that with his Keach the Ragachava paskined that the Rebbe should have it before Shlema, which he did. But in conjunction with that episode, there were two Bachrim who were Meshamish and Pashat Begashmias. And one of them was Yitzhak Golden. So he says that the Rebbe once, in his frustration, screamed, Gay Avek Guf! Go away, body! Gay Avek Guf! There's no hell in Esther, but the Guf remains on the Guf. What a problem. So a Guf, you need a Guf. But on the other hand, the Guf is Malam Master and the Nishamah. So it's a necessary thing. And the way the neshama operates is by slapshus in the goof. It has to come through the body. Nefesh is in the liver, the blood. Ruach is in the heart. That's really the oxygen, the lung. And neshama, which is ruchni, is in the mayach. But chaya yechid is not in the goof. Chaya yechid is not in the goof. Which is a good thing or a bad thing? I guess it's both. The good thing is it's not inhibited by the goof. But the bad thing is we have no access to it. Right? We all know we have Madrigas of the Neshama, they're higher than our consciousness. We have no use for them practically because we have no access for them because there's no part of the body that represents them, that allows them to be Behislapshas. So I suppose, in all, all in all, that's not good because you have a Neshama, you have no use for it. Baalachai means Poshet, Yidin, who lived in this world, who did not need a goof for the Neshama to express itself. And as a consequence, the Chaya, Yechida was Behisgalas. That's the Taich. Baal Achai means the Ariza was a Yid. He also had a goof. And his goof was the same plumbing as everybody else's. The Nefesh is in the Kavi, the Ruach is in the Levin, the Neshama is in the Mayach. But for most of us, that means that the Chai Yechida, because there's no body where this dimension of the Neshama can manifest, it doesn't come down. 
And these Ayidnu live up there. They don't have the... It's not only they don't have the limitations of an ill body. They don't have the limitations of the, the body itself. The Chaya Yechide, the Makif, Neshama are able to manifest even though there is no part of the body that allows it to express itself. And the symptom of this is in their Torah. The place where you see this is in their Torah. Normally, Torah has to come down through the person. And because Torah has to come down through the person, the very nature of Torah, Shabal Peh, is Yegiyah. The very nature of the oral Torah is that it's hard. Period. There's no such thing as easy Torah. Easy Torah is fake Torah. It's false Torah. I'm not talking about Torah Shabbat I'm not talking about prophecy. I'm not talking about the Chumash. The Tanakh, the Chazal, the Shas, the Paskin. You want to learn Torah Shabbat, you have to work. It's the, it's the design of the Eibishter. It's hard. It's hard. And therefore, when a Yid works, and he extracts Amitasa Shal Torah, the truth of his Torah, through his struggle, it's first it's dark and then it's light. Like the Gemara says, first you do not know and then you know. First you have a question and then you have an answer. And this is called Bemachshakim Hoshivani. In the Echa we say Bemachshakim Hoshivani is a Talmud Babli. That the Torah comes to us through darkness. And this too is a good and a bad. Obviously the Gemara says that Halacha Kabavli, right? When Babli and Yudashami argue, the Jerusalem Talmud and the Babylonian Talmud have disputes. And the Jerusalem Talmud was much more enlightened. And the Babylonian Talmud is much more strugglesome. The Allah is like the Babli. Because in the darkness you find the greatest truth. But it's a Torah that comes through struggle. Pnimi is a Torah The Neshama of the Torah, the Torah of the Rashbi, the Torah of the Arizal, the Torah of Chiyashiloini. It's a Lichtika Torah. There's no questions, there's only answers. There's no darkness, there's only light. And that's the Taich Balachai, the Yidin, whose Neshamas came into this world. And they see Oyra Torah. They see the light of the Torah. When you see the light of the Torah, you don't have any questions. You have enlightenment. Gilui. Gilui. The, the, it says in the Shulchan Aruch Arizal, and the Rebbe talked about this many times, that Arizal had a, a style. Arizal. Arizal would learn a Indian in Nigla. He would learn something in Nigla the Torah. In Gemara, in Lambdas, in Poskim. And he would learn it in seven different ways. This was his uh, approach. He would learn each idea seven different drachim. Seven different. He would learn every Indian seven different drachim. He would work very, very hard until he would perspire. He would physically sweat. I mean, how many people do you know use their minds so much that they perspire? You take a walk, you sweat. You do exercise, you sweat. You sit and you read a book, you fall asleep. <laughs> and after he learned it in seven different ways, he would explain it al pisod, so that the perspiration should dry and there shouldn't be nik That's what it says. <laughs> he would he would explain it al pi and during this time, the sweat would dry so that there shouldn't be a yanika from klipa to klipa from the perspiration of the Arizal. We don't have such problems. We have bigger problems, like don't do an Aveda. But to worry that your perspiration from Lima to Ateris can go to klipa for Zalaman Gizogavan. And the vart is, Primis is not Yagiyah. You see, the Arizal go hard of it worked hard on Tater. Tater wasn't hard. But you're supposed to work hard on Tater. You're supposed to. That's what it is. It's the light of the Ebishter. It's godliness. It's light. It's oir. And this is the pshat that there are certain ishamis uh, that the Ebishter gave into this world that the guf was not on the neshama at all. And that's the taj of the words. Balachai. 
Chaya Yechida, the, the, the levels of the Neshama, that the body cannot inhibit, because there's no part of the body that can represent them with Bezgalas in this world. And I'm sure you know the Vart that the Rebbe says in the Kutasiches, that there's a Pasuk, Ali Salamorem Shavisa Shevi. You went up to heaven, you brought down a captive. In other words, you brought into the world something that doesn't belong here. So it says in Svarim that Elisa Lamar Shavisa Shevi is Shimon ben Yechoi and Yitzchak ben Shloima. Yitzchak ben Shloima, the Stadiza. And it says also ben Yitzchak ben Shloima. The Fiyadik Rebbe was Yosef Yitzchak ben Shalom de Ben and Shtem Nesara. The Rebbe spoke about this. It's in the Kutasiris. Elisa Lamar, there's certain Neshamas that shouldn't be. Why? Because for Neshamas to be into this world, it has to have a connection to this world. The Abish that gave us certain Neshamas have a Shachas to Primus you see, but there's a small difference between them and us. And I hope you understand that I say that tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> there's a small difference between them and us. The difference is by them, your gear, toil, the idea of working hard, uh, was a choice. They didn't have to be Mishagaya. A person lives in the Shama life in Yonah is Tere'eh, to bring light into the world. There was a choice to be Mishagaya, whatever the reasons are. You know, the Rebbe once said in a Sikha that it says, like, Yisrael, why did they... Ariz al say Tachnun and Vidui. Ariz al Neshachas Tavedis. And he answered that even Gilgal Neshamas, as I state, that Gilgal Neshamas, that Ariz al Neshachas Tavedis, that Gilgal Neshamas. In other words, and in a slightly different vein, his Tachnun and his Vidui, his Yigiyas Neshachas for us. So, uh, you know, if Ariz al would just learn Pnimiyas Atayda, it would be like Avram Avinu. It says in Gersak Kedish, it says in Tanya, Avram Avinu did all the mitzvahs. To do all the mitzvahs, he had to know all the halachas. How do you know the halachas? There was no shochem larach. There wasn't even a chumish. How can you know halachas? There's no teira. And the teira says that the Eibushter gave him pnimiyas teira. Soit he had kabbalah. How did he have kabbalah? The same way everybody else gets kabbalah from heaven. And Avraham Avinu's understanding of kabbalah was such that from the soit he knew the halacha. The Alter says he never learned nigla. He never learned the dimension of Teda which tells you technically how to practice the law. He never studied the Chumash and struggled to read the Vavs and extract from them how you do the Halachas Lamais. He saw the Nyanim Lamaila, Soid, and he automatically knew the Halacha. This is the Pshat, such Nishamas. So this is today is the Yartat of the Arizal. And the Rebbe always talked about this Indian that the Arizal uh, was an Ashama that has a Shaykhis with Plimias at Teda, with the Lichtekeit from Teda. Now, getting to us. <laughs> We stop working, forget about it. Every, the whole life is Yagiyah. We, we're alive because we work hard. I, I don't mean that biologically, but ultimately it's true biologically also. Pashat medically. A Yid who's a servant of the Yavish day, what keeps a person a servant today, as opposed to having been a servant yesterday, is that today I work hard. If I worked hard yesterday and today I don't work, I'm not a servant of the Yavish and it doesn't only mean I'm, I'm not reaching my full potential. I become rusty. Without Yagiyah, what we call in the Chabad culture, without a skafia, without bending ourselves, and bending ourselves always changes. As we grow, we have to bend ourselves in finer levels. It's the foundation, it's the basis for Yiddishkeit. But we learn Chasidus, and learning Chasidus means that this light, which was revealed to us by these Nishamis Yisrael, that are at this level, you know, the Arashbi, the Arizal, the Baal and so forth, We, we, the, the center of our lives is our hard work. But the enlightenment that we get from Pnimi Yitzhah brings joy into the hard work. It brings light into the hard work. It brings positiveness into the hard work. And that's really the definition of a chassid. And finally, I just want to say, of course, that the Rebbe always connects the Arizal with Mashiach. The Rebbe brings 
that with the idea of Mashiach. Mashiach has to do with Primius Atayra. Mashiach has to do with Primius Atayra. And Mashiach has to do with Ruach HaKadosh, right? I, I, let me put it to you in this vein. In the time of the first Beis HaMikdash, it was an inspired world. An inspired world means to say anybody who wished could become a prophet. It doesn't mean anybody wished you could become a prophet like Isaiah or Elijah, like the Brignaviyim. But the Gemara said there are over a million prophets. In other words, just like today, Yeshiva Bach goes to Yeshiva to learn Teda. In those days, Bach used to go to a, to a place where they would teach the Dark Yanavua to become a Navi. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a lifestyle project. Why? Because the Yevishta gave a Ruach HaKadosh, which existed and was available to a Yid through Yagiyah. And the Gemara says, Nistalka Ruach HaKadosh. It's much, much more difficult to get that kind of inspiration. And as I've explained to you many times, the first place the was destroyed. Yeah? And Eretz Yisrael was vacated. There was not a Jew left in the Holy Land after the destruction of the first place of Mikdash. And this is why I believe we fast Tzayim Gedalia. was murdered. So, Tzayim was murdered in the last of the Jews. Nebuchadnezzar left Yidin in Israel. He says, you remain loyal to me and I will leave you alone. And you know the story that the Navi said, the Navi said, submit to Nebuchadnezzar, follow Nebuchadnezzar. And they, the Jewish people were not listening to the Navi who said, Nebuchadnezzar is going to protect you. And they tried to, to rub shoulders, to sidle up to the Egyptians, to Mitzrayim, the only opposition that existed in the world at that time to Pari. And they paid heavily for it. The Besamekdash was destroyed because Sikiyo tried to make a loyalty with Melech Mitzrayim. And the same is true. Gedayim and Achikim was murdered because a group of Jews decided that they're much safer in Egypt than in Israel. And they left. And when they came back, that Ruach HaKadosh was not, didn't come back. Bayashani was not the same thing as Bayashadishan. There was a, it was a, it was a spirit, a, a, a prophecy, a prophetic energy. Now, of course, when we use the word prophecy, people get, get all nervous. You know, prophecy sounds like I'm a Shuganet who rolls on the floor and he says disconnected phrases and so forth, hallucinations and so on. First of all, that's not true. Prophecy is much more subtle than a person saying God said. That's a very high level. For a person to get up and say, God told me to say, kach v'kach, that's, a, that's, that's the madreig of, you know. Prophecy, pashat, means an inspiration from the Yebishter. A feeling of godliness. That's what it means. That's what it means. Ruach HaKadosh. Ruach HaKadosh is a madreig enavua, which is another thing that needs to be dispelled. People think Ruach HaKadosh is... Ruach HaKadosh is a lower madreig enavua. It's a Ruach HaKadosh means you feel godliness. An inspiration of godliness raises you up. That means to say, we all have to work hard. An inspiration that comes from the Eivishter, that's a, a credible experience of godliness, you don't work for. It's a gift. You set yourself up for it. But when you're raised up by that Ruach HaKadosh, raised up by that inspiration, by that godly f- sense, you're, you're a higher person. You, you're you become a totally new human being. You don't recognize yourself because you're an inspired person. When the first place of Mikdash was destroyed, and then a little while after that Ruach HaKadosh subsided, it passed. Mashiach's going to come, a lot of good things are going to happen. Many good things are going to happen. And one of them is going to be this Indian. Ruch HaKadosh is going to return. And therefore, it says in Svarim, that the preparation for Mashiach is a return of Navua. You know this all, right? This is, this is classic. Debe talks about it a lot. That the Rambam writes that, the, that Mashiach is going to come and that at the time of the becoming, the coming of Mashiach said, Kainu, there's going to be Tachzar and Avul Yisrael. You're not going to get prophecy back. Now understand what this means, In other words, you can start arguing what's the technicalities of it. But the Pnimius of it is that 
just like in the time of the first base Hamikdash, there was a there was a godly presence in the camp of the Jewish people, and any Jew who wished could raise himself not just to be from, not just to be pious, but to be inspired by Ruach Alaki, by a godly spirit, which basically. And basically, I mean it like a, it's simplistically, it's, it's, it's a kind of a prophecy and it, it's an inspiration of godliness that makes you a new person. When Mashiach comes, that possibility returns. Ayid could feel godliness, could feel godliness. And therefore, the preparation for Mashiach is a renewal, is a bringing back of this inspiration. So the Rebbe brings in the Sikhs that the Ramam writes in the Geras Taman that it says in the Tanakh, it says in Chumash. Yeah, it says in Chumash, Pasha's Bolak. That um, Jewish people don't go to magicians and to sorcerers and all these other forces in the Lashna Shas, which is his Ma'at Bar Tevin. You have 10 pounds of straw and you can find 6 ounces of actual food. In other words, there's a little truth to all of these, these psychic powers that, that predict future and so on. They're mostly Baba Mises and sometimes Trefens Etsu. And by Yidin, there's low nachash, there's low kesem favos, because ka'esi amal Yisrael, liyankav Yisrael, ma'pol keil. Because the Yidin have neviim. And because Yidin have neviim, they go to the Navi, and they ask the Navi, ma'pol keil, what the Yibishter said, that they don't need to go to these uh, secondary bases for anticipating the future, which are so inaccurate and so inexact. A prophecy speaks word that's crystal clear, it's absolutely true. But there's an extra word in the Pasuk. But Bilam is saying, Why? Because the Yomel Yankel Yisrael, Ma Paul Kelly, Rashi brings in Chumish, that when Mashiach comes, Mechitas and Yisrael is Lifnimi Malachi Ashoris, that the place where Yidin live is closer to Hashem, so to speak, than the Malachim, and the Malachim are going to act Yidin Ma Paul Kelly. What is the Abish doing? If I'm not mistaken, that's what Rashi says. But the Ramam has a very interesting chant. It says Koes at a time. So Rashi says Koes means when Mashiach comes. And then Ammam says, Ko'es means as follows, I have a tradition from my father, he says. Heard from his father. Heard from his father all the way back till by Yesheni. Rambam was Mizera David. Rambam, Rambam could have been Mashiach. He was from David HaMelech's family. And the Rambam knew more or less, Rambam writes in some Sfarim, Ayichas of seven generations for himself. He goes back seven generations. And the Rambam knew his Yichas. He says, I know from my family till Zman of Chobim Beisamikta Sheni. And the Rambam lived probably a thousand years after the Chorban, maybe even more. That Ka'is means when this number of years will pass, again, prophecy will return to the Jewish people. And Ka'is, when did Bilam say Ka'is? In the year 2488, 2488, the 40th year after Yitzhak so the Ramah writes, according to this Cheshman, when there will be another 2,488 years passing, Nevoah will return to the Jewish people. And he says, but the return of Nevoah to the Jewish people at that date will be connected specifically to the idea of Mashiach. Because as I'm explaining to you, Mashiach has a strong connection to Nevoah. I don't only mean, like I said to you, God is going to speak to a man and he's going to tell us, Koya Hashem. It has to do with the idea of Ruach HaKadosh, that Yidin, not just the Nasi Hadar, but Yidin could have Ruach HaKadosh, could have could feel Alakus. That's what Mashiach means. And the precursor to that is a renewal of Nevoah. And the Rebbe says clearly that Nevoah never really stops. It just becomes very, very, very uh, rare, very, uh, very unlikely. But it happens. 
What the Rambam is saying is, is the, the second Indian that the Indian of Ravua connected to Mashiach. So the Rebbe makes the math. That's the Cheshman for you. If you do 2,488 times 2, you get 4,900. And uh, what is it? 76. Okay, 4,000. Daladalofim, Tov, Tov, Kuf, Ayim, Vov. The Rambam passed away 12 years before that date. Tov, Tov, Kuf, Samach, Dalad, 12.04. And this is 12.16. So the Rambam gave a ketz. This is the Rambam's ketz. The Rambam's, they, they say in Svar that there were different tzaddikim who gave a ketz and Mashiach's going to come. This is the Rambam's ketz. Twelve years after the Rambam's estalkas. So the Rebbe says that we see it as a matter of fact. And he quotes from different sources that there were a group of Jews who lived exactly at that time who had a shaykhaz to Pnimiyas HaTayda, to the Neshama of Tayda, who were Nevi'im. And he mentions them by name. Who the HaChosid, the Avraham HaChosid, the Blazerikeach. And he even mentioned that there's a Toysvist there's a Toysis in Gemara, in Shas, that mentions the name of one of the Bali Toysis. Now, Toysis is Nigla, right? No one is going to say that Toysis is Chasidus. I mean, Toysis is as cold and as measured Nigla as exists. You're not going to find a book with less emotion than Toysis. I mean, Toysis is razor-sharp logic, but no heart. And in Toysis, it mentions one of the Bali Toysis, I forget his name, and he's called Hanavi. <laughs> That's his name, Rabbi Ezra Hanavi. Upirish so and so Hanavi. That's what it says in Taisus. Now, why does it say in Taisus Hanavi? Because it's given the name of the Matzah. That's what he was. So, anyway, so the Rebbe says that there are certain Sadiqim, the Vishaychis, the Pneumius, and they have this inspiration of this Ruch HaKadish on a higher level, on a lower level, but they had the same for Ruch HaKadish. And this is all setting the stage for Mashiach. I'll tell you an interesting thing. A Maimed Amuzgir. It's not so Amuzgir, but it's still a Maimed Amuzgir. There's a Yid who is to this day. Uh, an enigma. He's very, very mysterious. I have never seen in the Rabbeim's writings a, a single reference to the man that I know of. But the Chidah writes about him. And the Chidah is no questions on the Chidah. And the Chidah writes about him and he quotes the Pardis, the Ramak. The, the Ramak writes about him. And, be, you know, you know, the Ramak quotes somebody, you could be assured that this is legitimate and kosher, there's no question about it. His name is Avram Abu Lefia. In the Goyish world, he's very, very famous. He's supposedly in the world of people who invent history to suit themselves. He invented Kabbalah, Avram Abu Lefia. I mean, Kabbalah is Tedas Meishar Abenu, but okay, you're going to argue with the historians, forget about it. They know as a matter of fact, because they decided what the facts are. You are living in the world of superstition. Scientists, intellectuals who study scraps of paper and shards of Earthenware, they know for facts that Tazayidim it's is. Okay. You don't have to apologize for Tazayidim Yiddishkeit. Uh, you should apologize for apologizing. Because the more you discover how they determine facts, the more you realize it's but glot baba mices, it's smoke and mirrors. But in the Goyesh world, he's a big personality. And I'm sure in some circles he's mentioned, I never saw from the Rabbi his name mentioned even. Ravam Abulafia was a very, very mysterious character. And in many, many ways, he's very reminiscent of the Baal Shem Tev. He was constantly on the move. He he's constantly on the move. The credibility of Ravam Abulafia mostly is his Talmidim. The Talmidim of Abulafia, a very famous Mukubalim. Rabbi Yisif Jiklaya, who's, who's really considered the father of Kabbalah, the most important Sifra Kabbalah ever written, written by his Talmud. So how bad could he have been if he had such a Talmud? The Rambam Balefia traveled to Rome. This is a true story. And he said he's going to convert the Pope and bring Mashiach. 
Had the Rebbe Shnei the Pope Shnei the Pope dropped dead, he died. And he actually came to Rome. So they sent the Vatican police to arrest him. And they came to the place where he was staying, Kazishtet. They heard his voice and they could not see him. They heard his voice, but they couldn't see him. And uh, they, of course, never arrested him, but he also was not able to convert the Pope because the Pope died. <laughs> now, understand what's made that Ashba? The Rajbe is on the same pedestal, on the same level as the Rambam and the Ramban. The Rajbe was the Talmud of the Ramban. Okay? If, the, if the Rambam's successor was the Ramban, which is not so simple to say, because the Ramban is really two generations. But you're talking about literally the leader of the generation. The Rajbe has a tshuva, which is published, where he writes about Avraham Abulafia, and you wouldn't write that way about your worst enemy. You wouldn't write that way about your worst enemy. It's so uh, vindictive that Ashbe writes Lashayna's about the Ramabalafia that you wouldn't say about the Rishoyim. Zeeshav, very, very, he condemns him in the worst way. That Ashbe condemns the Ramabalafia. And the Ramabalafia was very, very careful not to make it a, that Ashbe criticized him, but he did not criticize back. You know, a genuine person. And he simply writes to him, You never met me. You don't know me. Over mainly you don't have the authority to write what you're writing. He heard about such a person. Now, to say that that Ashba made a mistake is very difficult to do. To say that Ashba... That was that Ashba. That Ashba that is God. That is it. That Ashba. And that Ashba should have made such a mistake. It's incredible. And I am not going to attempt to explain that Ashba. It's not my place. But the Chida, the Chida, writes... And even though the Rajba writes about, about Kach Vakach, and everybody understands what it means that the Rajba writes about Ayid, such a very, very mean, sharp, condemning, throwing out of the Jewish community mamish. He says, but the fact is <laughs> that Rama Bulafia was not what the Rajba says. And he brings several rayas, and one of them is that the Padis not only had his Svanam in his house, but that he quotes him. How do you explain this Rajbevesiknisht? But this is the point. The trademark of Avram Abulafia, which is the reason that Rajba condemned him, was that he said Navuas, prophecies. And he was not, he was not in any way, what's the word, abashed or uh, self-conscious or even uh, veiling about it. That I, they, they printed now in this generation all of Abulafia's Fatim. I bought them. I don't know how to hold them. I bought them. I put them on my shelf. They're upright. <laughs> but that's about all. It's, 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 it, on the one hand, it's very easy to read. On the other hand, it's very impossible to read. One of the interesting things I find about his Svarim is he has three whole Svarim explaining that Rambam is made in Nebuchim of Pikabola. Rambam Balafia has three whole Svarim explaining that Rambam is made in Nebuchim And he lived 700 years ago. In other words, he was literally 100 years after the Rambam. But he understood that the Rambam is not what they said he was, a philosopher. But he has whole books of Nevoah. That's what they're called, prophecy. <laughs> Again, I don't know how much history you know, but there's a little kuntris called Nevoah Sayyelet. Nevoah Sayyelet. There's a pamphlet that's published. It's been printed many, many, many times called The Prophecy of the Little Boy, Nevoah Sayyelet. It's considered one of the few prophecies in Managolus. And it's, it's considered, nobody debates the credibility of this safe in Nevoah Sayyelet. It's been printed many people. Don't even, people don't even realize the evolution of this safe. This boy lived approximately 1,300 years ago, 1,400 years, in time of the Goinim. 
It's a story. The boy was born and he grew up and didn't speak a word. And they took him to doctors. It's a whole long story. And at the age of 12, he opened up his mouth. He said all of these prophecies. He finished saying the prophecies and he passed away. And this the voice of the published. Go read it. I wish you a lot of luck. You might as well read Chinese. I read it 15 times. It's, it's the Ganesh Mateh. It doesn't make one word of sense. Nevoas Hayel was written down by Ramah Balefia. He's writing about a prophecy that had occurred hundreds of years before, but Abraham Abalefi was the one who recorded it. Now, why am I telling this to you? I'm telling this to you to bring out this Nakuda that Geula, Mashiach, has to do with many different things. But one of the things that has to do with is Lichtekeit, godliness, which means to say that in addition to the struggle to be a Yid, fighting with the Yitzhara, fighting with the own limitations of your own mind to understand the words of the Torah, there's even Gilil Kosrocha Kaidish which was the trademark of Bayes Rishon. And it's what happens when Mashiach comes, as the Rambam says, case. when it's time for Mashiach to come, there's going to be a renewal of Nevoah. And the Arizal is a critical, a renewal of prophecy. And the Arizal is a critical step in this evolution. It's a very critical step in this Hishtalsu. It's a very critical level in this idea. The problem is, I don't know if it's a problem, it's a reality, it's Golas. It is Golas. The Tzadikim, the Rabbeim, the Nesiyah, Yisrael, the Ebishter gave them this Nevoah, gave them this Ruch HaKadosh. And they communicated to us in Torah. It's called Pnimi Yisrael Torah, Seyed Yisrael Torah. And through this Torah, we have a connection to this inspiration, a connection to this light, a little tiny bit. And as I said to you earlier, in order to have any genuine connection to the Ruch HaKadosh, the Eskafi needs to be. We have to fight with our own selves. And this is why, by the Rabbeim, those hidden, what the Shaykhs, the Pnei Mesatayda, were very, very special, very different, especially the Arizal. So today is Arizal's yard site. It happens by Ashgacha Pratis, and his yard site is in the nine days, which is ironic because the trademark of the nine days is Avelis, is mourning. What happens in the nine days we mourn? So, depending on how much sugar you are, you don't take showers <laughs> in the city of New York, yeah, and you don't eat meat, and you don't drink wine. And uh, you try to avoid dangerous situations. You try not to have dealings with a goy, and so forth. Yeah, but by tzaddikim, by tzaddikim, the nine days happens. In other words, a, 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 a yid who has ruch hakodesh, he feels the three weeks, he feels the nine days in ways we're never going to feel. Because if you look in in chesedus, there's a mime from the Rebbe Shmuel saying, "Take a hundred years this year." 1909. Now it's 2009. The Rebbe lost his brother. The Rebbe Rashab lost his brother. He said, To explain the Indian of mourning. The Maimah is now published. They found first a portion of the Maimah, and now they more recently found the entire of the Maimah. They published the Maimah. And then the Kudi is that Avelus by Tzadik means that the Ruach HaKedosh goes away. That's what it means. That you lose this inspiration. The idea that the. You know, it's not just how much tight I understand, how hard I work and how pure I'm going to become, which is very serious. But the, oil, the light, which is, so to speak, the culmination, the transcendence of that, which is simplistically called nevuah, but it means a, a godly light. A yidu as a shaykh has to these in yonim, in the nine days, experiences katnas. Katnas means the, he feels it. He feels the light is gone. It's not the same tkufa. Now, see, think about that, Arizal. Arizal's whole life is Ruach HaKadosh. And everybody knows what says in Chesidus and in the Sikhs, on the day that a person passes away, 
their whole life has an aliyah, right? The, the yardsite of a person is considered the highest point of a person's life. The, the, the whole life has an aliyah, the culmination. The term that's used to denote a person of this stature's passing away is histalkus. And the Arizal passes away in the nine days. So I guess, from a perspective of Nigla, it makes a lot of sense. Of course, it's a sad time. We lost a very important Yid. But the Pnimisa and Yonim, that the Arizal has a connection to this Kufa, what's it prove? It proves that ultimately the greatest time of Ruach HaKadosh is now. At the moment, because the Lamas vested him, Fakert, there's no Gilelikus. But ultimately, when Mashiach comes, the, the, the highest point of Ruach HaKadosh is going to be in what is now the lowest point of Ruach HaKadosh. Because the Pnimius of the Golos is the Gula, like we all know and like we all say. Anyway, to make a long story short, take the Yachat of Darizal, and the Rebbe always marks it. And if I lost you a little bit, forgive me, Chatasi, Avisi, Peshaiti, I lost myself too. <laughs> but for that, I can't apologize. Um, and uh, the Rebbe, many, many years, spoke about Arizal. On some occasions, he actually made Fabrengenishin in conjunction with Arizal's yard site. Because Arizal, like Hasidus, in this oil, Primius HaTayra. Primius HaTayra does not change the fact that a Yid has to struggle to be a Yid. Pneumisatayda changes that the struggle should be depressing. The struggle should be only a struggle. Pneumisatayda brings into this struggle an illumination, a richness, and a joy. And that's what the, the Hasidus represents, that's what Kabbalah represents, that's what Arizal represents. And in conclusion, I'll say one more little point. That is just a detail which dawned on me as I was thinking what to talk this morning. The Rebbe kept saying Kaddish for his mother on Hay Of. The Rebbe lost his mother Vav Tishrei. In 1965, Tashi was a Nibiyar, was a leap year. So if you say Kaddish 11 months, and there's an extra order, the Rebbe finished saying Kaddish, hey, there was a Fabrengin, that day, hey, of Tashi 1965, and the Rebbe said, a Maimed, a Maimed, they gave out that Maimed, edited for the Rebbe, since the outside. Thank you to the Rebbe's mother. So it's also a, a more personal connection to us and this day. The important thing is, the important thing is, Mashiach Shetkanot, in the Welt. And like I'm always telling you, the Rebbe said in the Sicha that he spoke Bircha Sachama 28 years ago. Remember, I, I've talked about this many times, that in the, the Sicha, the Rebbe said in Tavshim Emala, Bircha Sachama, the Rebbe mentioned, And the Rebbe says that in the let's detect from Golos, even before the Gals of Mashiach, read by Yidin Lichtik. So by Yadrein is an Lichtik in Hartzman and Kop, we're not Allah Chalki Aguf, we're not Allah Chalki Ha'ilam and Azei Okay.